0: Well, hello there. My name is Keyshawn Cruz, and today we'll be doing a podcast. And this podcast will be facing on why I think technology is the face of humanity. Before I get into deep into why technology is the face of humanity, I want to ask you something. The viewers, do you think technology is really the face of humanity, or do you think it's helping humanity? Well, first things first. Technology by itself is created by man into this miserable world that we live in. Let's think about how many times a day we the people Use a technological device in our world. Almost every day, we get up, we go on our techno, we go on our phones. Sorry about the error. We go on our phones, check social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Back then, nobody really, you know, got up and reached for their phones because back then nobody really had. Smartphones, we all had the the house phone on the wall. You had to dial the number with the circle on it. We didn't really wake up to that. Back then, people used to wake up to getting up, brushing their teeth, either reading a book, going outside, enjoying the weather. And now we see technology as the answer for everything. And most of the time, technology doesn't really give us An answer to everything that we want and desire. We seem to forget books give us more of an answer than technology because books give us facts. Sure, technology, compared to a book, is an opinion. Most of the time, people that write books actually dig deeper into why they believe this. Rather than just on the website, they just give you one straight fact about it. And really don't dig deep inside into it. They go off based on an opinion. But don't get the facts from the opinion. So I gathered up. up articles. And. Up another podcast. For my class. That I did. And. First things first. We're going to start off with the book. That is called. Children of the New World. And. And this book is a brief summary about how a family lived in the internet, in a technological world, that they didn't have to really worry about much of how people were back then or people were, like, without technology. And while reading the book, you know, I stumbled upon a good quote that, you know, happened during the story, that a character named Mary was, you know, pregnant at the time, and at the time, um, she was giving birth at, right at that moment with her husband right next to her, and, you know, during that time, uh, she had a menopause is what they call so basically that is something like when you get to a certain age and you start to you know lose certain um accessibilities with like how can i say it with with the lower area of the female part of the body and after that they were surprised that they were still going to have the baby and they end up having a baby but they had to get the baby out as soon as possible because Mary's stomach started swelling up. And what the po- both parents did were that was that they went and searched up on a on a FAQ tab that how to like deliver the baby without an actual doctor being there. If you understand what I mean, so they really just used an online reference to show them how to give birth to a newborn baby without having any type of, you know, support with a doctor or any medical help or anything. And while delivering this baby, it did mention in the tab that if they wanted to, they could have got rid of the baby by recycling it. In the recycling bin. This is one reason why I think technology is the face of humanity. Because one, first things first. If I was Mary, if I was in her position, I wouldn't want to deliver a baby by using facts from technology. Because technology can tell you anything. Anybody can edit something right there and then within seconds of you looking at it. And by Mary and her husband using the tab to show them how to deliver a a newborn baby by themselves, it's something that I feel as was really unnecessary, and I feel as this is where it starts to get, in the very beginning, out of line. And, you know, most people rely on the internet because they feel as, the, and I guess the, you know all the answers, as I said before. But here, let's think about what if that tab would if gave Mary the wrong information. What if they told Mary to do this this way, while as if a doctor, a licensed doctor, would have been there to deliver the baby in the success in a successful way. ...rather than just going off based on what the internet tells them to do. And for the simple fact of... ...it axing them or giving them the option to recycle the baby... ...in the trash. See... ...what I... ...what I did my research for was that... ...what I heard that, you know... ...the only way to give up a baby... Is with abortion. That's the only possible way to give up a baby with abortion. But a newborn baby, it's actually illegal to get rid of a newborn baby, and throw it in the trash, recycling bin, whatever, somewhere that it is unsafe for the newborn baby. And it's for the simple fact that the, the tab, were, like had the option of throwing the baby out, putting it in the recycling bin. Was something I felt as was not great at all. It wasn't. That's terrible. Let alone that you just birthed a new baby. Why would you get the option of us. Recycling it though. Okay. Next reason why I think. According from. The children of the new world on why I think technology is the face of humanity face of humanity, excuse me. Cause in the article, it states that near the end of the article that after having the kids and stuff, you know, they're living Mary and her husband's living their life with their kids. And out of nowhere, unexpectedly. The family was scammed by a man named Gahana. Now, of course, as any person would do, you're scammed. You don't really know what to do. And when you don't know really what to do, you obviously would get te- technical support to help guide you or see how you can find a results on fixing the scamming activity. So, right when the scam happened, Mary's husband had decided to log off to find technical support to help guide them from the scamming activity. But, little did they know that that scam ended up being a virus. And that virus was taking the risk of getting rid of Mary's children. Now, while the father was outside and logged off the internet, where they lived at, the virus was telling them basically that, you know, the only way, no, sorry, not the virus. The um, the 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 technical support people basically explained to him that the only way we can really get rid of this virus is if we delete everything that's on this device and in this society where they live. That. Now as you can understand that uh, since the father logged out, there was no word on if Mary was gonna get killed, but there was obviously words that they had to delete the kids. Cause it sounded like the kids had must have been got in real good contact with the virus. So since the kids were part of the virus, the kids had to get deleted with the virus. So obviously we could all see how the father would feel. That he didn't want to delete his kids at all. He was avoiding it. He was trying to push away from deleting his kids. He didn't want it at all. Basically, the support team was telling him that, you know, you going to have to restart everything. When we reboot this, everything is deleted. You're going to have to restart. And... Unfortunately, the only way to stop the virus was to do a hard reset. And this ended up killing his kids and putting their life in danger. This is something that I feel as that not only we rely on technology, but we see it as really the savior of this world. When examples like this happens to us in reality, we sit down and understand maybe technology is going a little bit too further than it's supposed to. Maybe it should be on a level a limit that we also understand and see why it's on that limit. Now, another great story that I read during class is the podcast that I learned about. Now, this podcast is called Autumn and it is based on a girl that had lost her grandma Years ago. Now. This podcast evolves around video games. And I'm pretty sure everyone here. Who's listening. Loves video games. We all grew up upon it. We all played Super Mario. Sonic the Hedgehog. Mortal Kombat. We all played that game. We all played all those type of games. The Sims. Which The Sims is based on in this podcast. Autumn. We grew up on all those games when it first came out. Like, it was something that we all praised upon. We all loved. I even love video games. But in this podcast, we understand that yes, Autumn has lost someone dear to them, dear to her, which is her grandmother. Now, I can understand that because I personally have a warm spot for my grandmother. And I would feel the same way how she's feeling If I had lost my grandmother too But But It sucks to say that Throughout those years Autumn hasn't really grieved From losing her grandmother And You can tell by Listening to this podcast that she wasn't even ready to grieve from losing her mother, from losing her grandmother. And she used a game called The Sims as a getaway from thinking about that her grandmother wasn't here with her, next to her anymore. But instead, she wanted just to use that as hiding her darkness, her fears. By playing The Sims and recreating her in The Sims. Now, The Sims is based off as your average simulator game. Something you live in your own world, you know. It's like actual, you know, reality where we all age. We all have kids, have a house and all that. The adult life, you know. We live as if we're adults. And... Autumn decided to make her grandmother in the Sims, so she could have her even longer. Now, from Autumn, there's a quote that I would like to explain. According to Autumn, she stated, Logically, I know it was a game. But at the same time, I was so invested in these people and in what they did. It was like, I can do this. I could be happy. I could do something. I can change things. Now, as this quote was stated, this shows that she wants to find a happy place after losing her grandmother. And as stated, The Sims is really like a a game that she just wants to hide her emotions and and just brush everything off as if it never happened. But this later on the podcast explains how... Autumn is getting mentally destroyed by relying on the game to keep her grandmother alive. Another quote states that from Autumn, the Sims feel different. I kind of understand that, right? Like, have you ever just been doing something and then it suddenly Forgot why you're doing it. This quote was used because... After she realized that... During In The Sims Game... That The Sims is just like almost a reality world. That we age. We grow. We change. But the only big difference is that... The Sims Game... You age faster... Than in the real world And once Autumn realized That You know We Can't really Use a lot of games To use them as a getaway From hiding our fears And trying to keep people alive Because Eventually they'll end up dying Just like how in The Sims, her grandma ended up eventually dying again. sad to say that people don't really realize that a lot of things that we think is our getaway is really just digging us deeper into a black hole that we can't get out of. Later on in the podcast... It explains that, you know, Autumn finally understands that she needs to be mentally straight. She needs to understand that grieving is something that she needs to do. And we could tell her that she wants to do it, but she just hides from the video games. Now, I feel as that, you know, she could have used, like, different things, like photos, to help her remember her grandmother even more. Because things like that can't be taken from you. Or even just memories that she lived with her. All the moments she cherished with her. It's all in her head. She always can have that. It is rent free. It's never going to go away. All the photos, all the memories. All the time she spent. The little things. All of it just is rent free. And she could always go back to it. Now... I wanna step foot off the essay and actually state some facts on in reality on with you know technology. You know, back then technology really wasn't the greatest, cause back then it was just beginning like in the eighties and the nineties. Like it wasn't it wasn't all that like I remember Phones like the BlackBerry, um, Obama phones and stuff like that, you know. Phones like that, I could personally say that I had. And it didn't really give you that much access to a lot of things because it was like, okay, cool. This is for calls. This is for a certain thing, texting and all that. But, you know, being on YouTube and stuff, nah, we're we're not going to do that. Because, why? Because... It should be used for its only purpose of using phone calls and texting people. And most people would really use it for phone calls rather than texting. Because most phones weren't that... You know, the keypads weren't that big and stuff like that. And, you know... We really wasn't using our phone like that. But in the era of, like, where the iPhone started to come up and then arise... You listen to music... And you watch YouTube and you just use the Safari and stuff like that. You know, that's when it all began with computers and stuff too. It's like, that's where it all began. That's where you can play games, watch videos that you never knew you could watch before. Read articles like Wikipedia, that's false information, that gives off false information. And then later on. The generation that is called Generation Z gets the high technology, high quality technology that is now in today's society. Which is like iPhone 11s, Playstations, uh, VR sets, um, everything. MacBooks, everything. It just gives everything. But it takes away from the fact that how we can learn. Without using technology. Like I said. Books. Books back then. People had to use books to find information. You couldn't just go on the internet saying. Oh. uh, Why was George Washington the first president. Of the United States. We couldn't really go through that. We had to find out in books. We had to sit there and read like 12 chapters. On what he did. Why he did this. We had to read like. 12 chapters Or even 15 About Barack Obama's Personal life Before he became president Now it's like We can have that option Of choosing between Books or technology And 9 times out of 10 And Correct me if I'm wrong Most of us go to Internet And most of us go to Like Wikipedia Uh, you know, like news channel websites and all that type of stuff to get info. But little do we know that we're really just getting information that people think in their own opinions, not actual facts. We're not actually getting the intel from Barack Obama himself. Because if we were getting intel from Barack Obama himself, that's actually more facts rather than being false facts from the Internet. And why I'm mentioning all this with the books and stuff is because 2020 was a year that we all knew that it was a dreadful year. It was a year that we all really never wanted to experience at all, dealing with the coronavirus, having to be socially distanced from each other, and we couldn't do the things we normally did before the coronavirus came. And... It just showed that, you know We Had no other choice To continue our life While using Technology Technology, technology, technology Technology is everyone's answer But Including myself for this Working online, on computers, on smartphones, from 9 a.m. to almost 2 p.m. is very hard. It's very hard because we're all so used to getting up on our daily routine every day, either from 6 o'clock in the range of 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock to get ready to first school around 7 o'clock and get to school around 8 o'clock. And just to learn, right on with pencil and write on a paper about everything we need to learn. And nine times out of ten, most of the time we use technology. But at that time, we really didn't. We used more of our paper and pencil or pen to get information that we needed while using technology. But since that couldn't happen, everything was used on technology. Everything we had to do was on technology. We had to use Google Classroom on technology more often now. Before, we barely used it unless it was, like, for assignments. Like, if it was for an essay or something like that. If you had the option of doing an essay online. Or a survey. But now, it's like you have to do it online. And in the beginning, we had all had a choice of going back to indoor school, learning, or online. But since the coronavirus happened, most people decided to stay on technology. And that sucked because some people didn't really have their choice to, you know, go to school. They had a choice to stay home because their parents or guardians felt as it was more safe to use technology. And including myself, that I personally am more better off going to school to learn because I'm in person. i rather... My mindset's gonna be like, okay cool. okay, cool. You're here. You're not distracted by nothing else. You're not distracted by no TV, no video games, no phone, or nothing. You're 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 focused right here. You're right here, and once that, once the coronavirus happened, that took away from me, other people and myself. It affected that. affected people's grading. It affected people's learning process. Like, I'm for one who really, I can be on technology. I can be on a game or a phone, but it's not something I want to do every day. And sad to say that ever since I was, you know, doing online learning, always on my phone and stuff like that, it's like, even more nowadays I'm just always on my phone even after two seconds after me putting it down I'm grabbing it back up just to look at other things knowing that I looked at the same thing over and over again and it bothered me and it still does to this day it just makes you lose your function of using your brain your train of thoughts and everything it just doesn't sit right it, it just doesn't sit right at all to me in my system and some connections I have that I could make while dealing with this is that you know today, like I said, today modern society uses their phone, and a research group did an experiment on exactly how many hours most people are on their phone on this year of twenty twenty one, and approximately it's about almost five hours we are on our phone every day the actual number is 4.5 but it's approximately about five hours or even more that we are on our phones or on technology most of the day which is every day and even with 2020 62% of parents to US teenagers sorry 66, 62% of parents and teenagers from ages of 14 to 17 and 20 and up stated that their kids spend more than 4 hours per day on their electronic electronic, electronic- Electronical, electronical, oh my gosh, sorry. Electronical, oh, I I got that confusing. Wow. I'm going to just say it this way. Tongue, I don't know why I'm messing up right now. Spend more of their hours on their devices since the pandemic started. This really shows us that, that ever since that happened, that it's a daily routine now. To correct, it was electronic devices. Sorry. Um If I had to be honest... If... If I had to agree with, you know... Why... why I think technology would be the greater good for humanity. And it it might sound crazy, but the only thing I could find out of the podcast and either From the children of the new world Was actually from the children of the new world And The only thing The only thing good I can give about this Is that That it just It was, uh, this is more hard to kind of disagree with, but that most of the time that during the pregnancy, that only good thing was actually the tap that helped them, that, quote, helped them. Despite if it was false information or not, no other person was actually there to help them, unfortunately, because in the world they lived in, based off technology. So, if they did not have that tab to help guide them, give the, give Mary the new, the give Mary, the chance to birth her newborn, children. I think. Mary would have died, and the kids would have died. So I think that would be the only thing that I would agree on why technology is the greater, the better, the better, the good for humanity, for our humanity. You know... But, I don't want to give it off too easy, I still don't think technology is the greater good for humanity. I would finally say this in everything, out of everything I said, I till this day would still finally say this is officially that I think this is the reason why technology is going to be the face of our humanity. As we recall from all the information that I just stated and gave to this podcast was that A, the fact that parents had to deliver a newborn child, newborn kids without having doctors or any medical team to help them deliver that newborn baby. And just rely on technology was something that I feel like that's a big error on. And for the simple fact of the virus that corrupted their family from the children of the New World, which led the father to give a conclusion of killing. His kids by rebooting the system. And to finally say that a female had to run away from her pain that she was feeling to a game that only dug her deeper into more pain and a bigger hole. And that she couldn't even grieve for a moment. To understand that her loved one is gone, and she shouldn't run to a game to try and bring her loved one back. This, this is what I would say that, you know. I think technology gives our hopes up. It does gives our it does really get our hopes up, because we all expect it to be something that's gonna be our savior when it really isn't. Nobody in this world is our savior. The only person that is our savior is ourselves. We save ourselves from these drastic moments we almost encounter with depressing moments and everything. We don't all just go to technology to help give us the answer. Technology is something we shouldn't just wake up like, hey, I'm going to find out what technology is and... How I think it can give me the answer for everything. How I think it could help me get past being sick. Or how I think it can help me getting smart. It, it can't. It can't. It can't. It can't. It can't. It can't. Technology cannot make anything better in this world. Technology is something that corrupts our brain and destroys it. We lose everything we have. We lose a knowledge that we learn from actual schools. Actual books that we get facts from. Rather than just taking information... Copying or pasting it into our brain Thinking that it's true When it's not It's far from true It's far from true So in conclusion I would end this podcast saying Do you now think technology is The savior Of humanity Or is it really The next upcoming destruction of humanity Think about it Thank you so much for listening to this podcast I'm Keyshawn, and I'm signing up.